Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. We always like to pick a subject, and as you as you all know, anything goes um, on the Tuesday tune-in. But today we did want to talk about those things, and, and, and in particular, there's kind of several things. So there's the seven things that... Um, kind of fears or kind of obstacles that can get in the way of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to talk about those today, um, as well as obviously all the usual questions that come on the, the Tuesday tune-in. So yep. as always, any questions about anything to do with the trips, um, drop them in the comments and, and myself and Dave can, can go through it. And certainly will. We've got um, little, obviously a little announcement today as well. Um, um, it's always, we're always announcing something, right? It's always, it's always <clears throat> something going on. Um, so we'll do that. Um, sort of about halfway through, but right, Dave. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird that we talk about fears, but mm. really, it's I'm quite, very it's... fearsome. Fearsome. I haven't heard that word for a while. Yeah, we need to change from being fearful to fearsome. Fearsome. I like that. I'm going to write that one. Yeah, um, that's on a t-shirt. Though. That's on a t-shirt. Just yeah. like the Nepalese flag. Just like the Nepalese flag. Yeah. <laughs> and we we decided to be the right way round today. We we had um, um, <laughs> James, who we uh, we trekked uh, we trekked with to Killy um, numerous years ago. Now um, was it, about three years ago. Um, he said, why don't you get some T-shirts and mugs and hats that are actually printed backwards so that when we go on the live, because of the way it is, yeah, it's it actually say, the right way around. Like, it's actually the white way around today. Yeah, yeah, that's no, it's great, good. Isn't it? we sw- so that means we're on slightly different angles, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird to look but it's at. It's all good. But yeah, fears. It's, a, fears. it's an interesting topic. Yeah. And it's one that I think when we speak to customers and people yeah. make that first call, mm. It's, I would say, almost the majority of people when they call, make that first call, that first email, and they want to book on and they want yeah. to start an adventure. Really, do they are they like, yeah, yeah, book me on, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Quite often, they always say, oh, I really want to book on. However, yeah. I'm concerned about this. You know, I've lost count of the amount of times yeah, yeah, that I've yeah. had to talk people through. I really want to do base camp, but I'm I'm terrified of heights. Okay, you know, so will I be able to do it crossing the bridges and things like that? I don't want to go too deep with this one. We were too too soon. What would be the first one? The biggest fear that you think people are worried about before they go on a trek? The biggest. Uh, what would be the biggest one? Because as if we got notes, Dave. Yeah. What would be the biggest one? On? But they're, they're, they're not in order. <laughs> they're not in order. Yeah. I know. So this is the challenge now. I don't really know, really. I mean, I would say altitude. Yeah. Would that be number one? I'd say. Uh, are, you, are you telling me it's altitude? <laughs> look, look, I, I would have said altitude or fitness are probably the two biggest things that people are concerned about before they do the trip. Yeah. Um, because really, they're the two. They're like physical limitations that people yeah. feel that if they come up against, they're not going to be able to overcome. You know. Exactly. So if you get severe altitude sickness, 
the decisions out of your hands you have to go back and yes. if you reach a point where you are completely exhausted and unable to do any more physical exercise yeah. again the decision is made on your behalf by that problem and you have yeah, to go yeah. back Bang so on. yeah i would say fitness altitude yeah well i think let's start with altitude i think uh, just some comments there. I think it was Sophie, fear of altitude, but it's your first time. Yeah, exactly. I think for, especially for people at the, the start of the journey. Um, and I know a lot of people on the, on the, on the Tuesday tune in today are varying levels of that journey, whether it's your first time on one of our trips or our altitude yeah. um, or any, any adventure travel trip. Um, it can be quite a big thing. You, I, I think as human beings, we, we do tend to stick things on that, kind of proverbial pedestal yeah and and naturally we'll i think we're also the best excuse makers in the world yeah um we'll always come up with some reason why not to do anything unless you of course you're you're used to kind of go no no shut up we're gonna do this you know to to, to yourself almost um which which can be a bit so uh, if someone sees you making that decision and talking to yourself they're like is this person okay yeah <laughs> but actually it's just processing it in your mind um but sophie is you know hit the nail on the head there for first timers um altitude can be a, a big big worry and a fear and yeah i suppose from from our i mean let's go back to the beginning let's talk about some of our maybe experiences and stories um and dave your first time at altitude which um obviously i wasn't with you but it was on one of our first ever everest trips. base camp yeah. everest base camp how, how did you feel before it were you um were you, was there anything on your mind we you feel anxious about anything? i'll be honest i was definitely apprehensive about it yeah yeah um there's a couple of things that kind of do um yeah link together so fitness and altitude are kind of like connected in a way yeah you know you if you if you build your fitness you can certainly improve your performance at altitude and and you're less likely to get altitude sickness yeah i think my biggest thing was it was the unknown okay so and i've said this a few times on the on the live that i, I do believe that like knowledge dispels fear yeah. the more you know about something the less afraid of it you are and you're able to make informed decisions one of the things that I did before I ever went to Everest Base Camp was I knew it was high. That's the whole, you know, I, I, and I knew that well, I would. Yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah. And I knew and I knew that obviously I was going to experience symptoms of high altitude, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, shortness of breath, headaches and things like that. But for me, it was really I, I delved into it a lot and I tried to learn as much as I could about yeah. it. Um, it was actually nowadays it's so easy to do. We did a um, on our summit zone platform. We did. Uh, we had the guys from the Altitude Center in there. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, even though I hooked up with those guys after I'd already been to EBC and done Kilimanjaro, yeah. still learning from them helps me enormously. Um, just knowing how altitude affects the body, yeah. why it affects the body, what effects are taking place, and also what the symptoms and progression of altitude sickness is, yeah. means that when I went into it, I was able to like know exactly what I was confronting. And I knew that, oh, I've yeah. got a headache that's normal. I know why that's happening. Yeah. It's because I'm here. It's not because anything's wrong. And I honestly feel like that helps me. If you know why something's happening, you know whether or not it's something wrong or ex extraordinary that, you know, and yeah, for it, me that helped. Yeah. And, and it's great because, you know, we've all been there. Um, <clears throat> you know, we've all been at that start of the journey. Even if you've done it before, it can still, it still, you know, plays on your mind sometimes, certainly, um, you know, because you're like, oh, where's my body up now? You know, am I am I going to be okay? Um, and I think, like you said about the the knowledge side of things, if you can kind of bring it to yourself that okay, altitude is, and, and you acclimatize the same. Uh, sorry, the first time every time. Um, you know, like yesterday, 
and we had a really good um, kind of workshop on the summit zone um, with James from the Altitude Center, and that was discussing the science of altitude. Yeah, it was really fascinating, um, and you know, it was something that you know, it's always great to learn. Um, and there's different ways you kind of climatize. Obviously, you can do the the altitude tents around, um, you know, building up a certain amount of red blood cells in your body, but you know, 80%, 90% of the time, um, you know, you can acclimatize on the trip. Yeah. And it's the same process each time. And sometimes your body is not the same every time in terms of your hydration levels. Maybe you've got an underlying illness. You know, there's, there's always that kind of unknown as such, um, yeah. which can play on mind. I mean, it's played on mine and it's played on yours. But certainly when it comes to these trips, don't don't think that those things can stop that from stop you from going on that trip or enjoying it. Yeah, I think there's there's certainly things you can do to try and calm the lizard. <laughs> you know, you got you got that 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 bit of your brain that's trying to protect you, which is going, you know, don't you know, you struggled last time, or uh, maybe you're not fit enough. You know, you're always going to have those doubts, and I think it's um it's almost like you want to build up that positive side of your brain to kind of go, I can do it. Yes, I can. I, I look at what I've already achieved. Uh, maybe there's reasons why you're going on this trip that you can use as fuel to actually get you going yeah. and get you up in the morning and get you out there training and, and, and motivating you to, to, to push yourself. There's lots there's lots of, of the, that kind of stuff that you can do, um, certainly when it comes to altitude and first time. Yeah. And I think knowing how, you know, literally thousands of our Evertrekkers now who have been to places like Everest Base Camp, Kilimanjaro, who have, who have you know, and clearly just going through some of the comments there, which... Um, which, you know, it, it's interesting to see that actually I think all of us feel similar way. Yeah. Um, and, and seeing some of the comments, you know, when you're on a big track and I think Bry's there, EBC or Killy, um, you know, it can be a big thing. But everyone else is going through the same sort of process and you're acclimatizing the same. OK, some of you might feel better than others, but you are going on that same journey together. Yeah. Um, and as Bry says there, it's like a like a family for a couple of weeks, which is a great way of putting it. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Sorry, Dave. I, I, I was jabbering on that. no it's good yeah. um and yeah i think with with altitude as well when it comes to adjusting from it i think there is there's it's difficult one to kind of pin down because mm. how people adjust to it and how people sort of you know go forward and you know attempt a high altitude trek depends yeah. a lot on the person as well yeah. sometimes you might have people who are that were concerned about their fitness yeah you know so go into there with those <clears throat> worries and i think that can be rectified by some very easy training yeah. that you can do that you know shouldn't be scary and shouldn't put you off and then there's the other side of the coin which we've seen quite a lot of which is people that are already really fit yeah take on a lot of challenges back home um and then they go to altitude and and they have it in their mind that this is a challenge that needs to be sort of confronted yeah. like a bulldozer and i'm just gonna go as hard <laughs> and as fast as i can and i'm gonna pitch myself against the challenge yeah now there's not much you can do to hold those people back other than try and educate them and say well you know if this is your first time at altitude and you go in with that mindset there's a very real chance that you're going to end up falling short of your goal mm. and having to turn back and yeah. you're going to experience unpleasant symptoms of altitude sickness because you haven't acclimatized properly you've trekked too far too fast you yeah. haven't concentrated on nutrition and uh, hydration and you haven't, you know, heeded the warning signs. Now, those type of people, and it's really difficult to try. And I think they're the hardest. Yeah. I would rather someone come to me and be, I'm really concerned about my fitness because that's a very real, easy thing to fix. Mindset yeah. is difficult. Trying to slow a speedy Gonzalez down 
you know, is difficult. Yeah. But I think that's part of the challenge for those people is retraining the mind to think instead of I want to be first across the line and fastest across the line. Yeah. I'm going to go and be in the middle or the back of the pack and I'm going to help my fellow ever trackers. Exactly, I'm going to help yeah. my, I'm going to help my family who are, you know, get across the line all healthy and happy. I think we talked about maybe six, seven weeks ago, we talked about the different kind of characters that you have on trips and, um, you know, whether you're someone that does kind of chill at the back or, you know, you're, you're, you're a bit of that maverick that wants to go for it. Um, yeah, we're all kind of individuals in that way. Um, but certainly um, when it comes to this, you know, this type of thing around, um, you know, the fear of, of almost sometimes it's, yeah, because it's the fear of the unknown. It can be, it can stop you from doing so much in life and, not just tracking now there's lots of stuff and not to go too deep <laughs> today um but i hope some of this helps and you know obviously we're just two guys who have <clears throat> you know we've run a lot of trips you know literally hundreds of these trips each year um to challenging places and you know we kind of get a feel for um you know experiences some of our ever trackers have been through and yeah. the learns obviously our personal learns as well from um you know some of the things that we've been through and obviously we're in part in that kind of advice to, to you yeah um you know and, and reading some of the comments as well i think um where is it i'm just going to bring up i think it was adam actually adam edwards hey yeti he's just caught up altitude on ebc was awful worried about booking killy yeah it, exactly and you know th again this is because Alt altitude every time you go to altitude is the first time essentially i think you said that once yeah um you know you're, you you could react positive one way and then not so positive another time um, I also know that there's people out there who found certainly in your position, Adam, like Killy easier than Everest Base Camp. Some people vice versa, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and, and, it, and it is always different. And I think certainly don't let it put you off, um, giving it a go, giving it a, a try and and feed that on to, to what Lee said there. I think, Lee, what about being scared of being disappointed? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah underwhelmed with the destination. Yeah, it's, which is a big thing. And that that, that kind of fear of almost failure of not achieving it. I mean, look, you know, this is life, you know, things don't always go right. Um, but remember what you're doing. You're going on an awesome adventure, wherever happens. You're going to see some uh, fantastic parts of the world. You're going to meet new cultures. You're going to meet new people. You're going to see like some epic views. Um, and I, I, I think as, as human beings, we, we like to achieve things, don't we? Um, and I think, especially if you're on this live, you're, you're the people who want to, um, you know, go and, and push yourself out there. But we don't always win. And what does it say? You, you win or you learn, right? Win or you learn, yeah. And the thing is, the destination, hmm. it's that, it, it's yeah. that these trips are, are really about the destination itself. Like the summit of Island Peak, Mera Peak, the summit of Everest is just a relatively unremarkable small patch of snow. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the destination would be underwhelming if you saw it in a car park. But yeah. it's about the journey that it took you to get there. Exactly, And I think that's a lot of what we book on when we go with these trips is, yes, we want to reach the yeah. summit of the mountain, but that's only part of it. Um, and, you know, the, the other part of it, and in my mind, the bigger part of it is about the journey. Yeah. You know, when I think back, weirdly, when I think back to summit in Kilimanjaro, yeah, I really think about the summit. We, I mean, I'm very proud of my achievement and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy that I, that I did reach the summit. But when I think back, like the memories that come into my mind often are in camp and having a good time and laughing and joking yeah. and, all the banter that we had on the way up <laughs> and just the whole experience, you know, if, yeah. um, so yeah, I think that Fantastic. if you are concerned about being underwhelmed by that, I think these journeys are what you 
make of them you know so yeah exactly like going out yeah. there and doing that yeah i um brian makes a good point the only thing you should be afraid of on a trek is the fact that i might be on the same track because <laughs> apparently i'm a bloody nightmare <laughs> brilliant Brian. brilliant yeah so um if, if you are booked in just if you want to check Bry's not on your trip just just email us we'll let you know <laughs> yeah. um you know we'll we'll put some warning tape around um if he's on the if he's in camp um just so there's a degree of separation um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> only kidding Bry. <laughs> um brilliant that's brilliant no it's some really nice comments as well sorry we, we've got so this is a relatively new setup now we, we've got a laptop to all of our comments and um uh, we've got a friendly little yeti here as well um we, we haven't got a name yet no, I don't think it's been named at all. We'll have to we'll have to do that about yeah. this name. Um, does, it, does it come with a name? No, it's, it's well, I mean, we got to even if it did. Yeah, it's, we're going to change gotta it. Got to rename it. Yeah. Um, any recommendations for what we're going to call our little yeti here? Do let us know. That was a, a Father's Day gift for my daughter Ellie. Um, so I thought it's going to be on the live with us. Why not have another yeti on the live? Um, but no, some wonderful comments. Um, Heather contacted Andy. Must be not long after we set up Evertrek. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, Heather, wasn't it? Worried about my fitness. Can't remember his reply, but I talked myself out of booking a trip. Well, I didn't do my job properly, did I? Uh, I was going to say, what um, did you tell her? <laughs> but fast forward a few years, we've done Killy, Machu Picchu, and um, with Evertrack, and often kicked myself to have left it so long. No, it, well, Heather, you know, we always, it's great that you've gone on those trips. And, you know, at the end of the day, the time was right yeah. uh, when it was right. And you, um, yeah, it's great to to have you on those trips, mate, um, and, and, and fulfill some of your, your dreams. But yeah, and, and I suppose to, to, to people out there who are thinking about it, I know there's a lot of Evertrekkers on here who have already been on trips with us, which is fantastic. Yeah. Some new. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of that, it's addictive. I think once you go on these kind of trips and, and you get excited and, and, and obviously you, you can achieve it or you just experience it, then when you come back, it only takes a couple of weeks where you're sitting down, cup of tea, or, and you're like, I need another adventure. No, yeah, you know I'm, I mean? I'm adventure starved <laughs> at the minute. It's weird because we go, we do travel a lot, and sometimes I think, oh, it'd be so nice just to like chill at home for a little while. Yeah, and then I, I never, you get the itch. You get the I itch. never, I never managed to actually do that for very long before. I think, yeah. do you know what? I've got to get out and do something. I'm starting to go a bit mad. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the other things that's come up, and I think someone has mentioned it yeah, as yeah. well, and it is probably, I think, one of the third biggest okay. fears, particularly around if you're traveling to Nepal, is the bridges. Yeah, so about the heights. Um, about the heights, yeah. 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 And it's a we've, big one. we've had a couple of people, you yeah. know, go out there and, um, you know, call in beforehand and, and have those concerns about, yeah, you know, they're deathly afraid of heights and they're worried about just getting to the bridge and just stopping dead and not being yeah. able to continue. And that's a tricky one to get over because it's easier almost if someone says, I'm worried about my fitness because yeah. however fit you are, you can probably always do more um, and we can, you know, have a look at it and think, okay, yeah. break it down. When it comes to breaking down a fear like that, it's far more complex. It's rooted in different places. The one thing that I always can say is there's a lot of things you can do to kind of alleviate the fear. A lot of people try things like hypnosis and therapies yeah, yeah. and all types of stuff. What I can speak to is what we do on the treks. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you that you need to put your faith in the guide. Yeah. Um, they really are the best in the business. Um, and you're never going to be left on your own at a point stranded <coughs> in the middle of a bridge, too afraid to move forward or back. What will happen is that the guide, if you tell them in advance, listen, I'm really worried about bridges, they yeah. can send someone ahead and just stop any oncoming traffic for you and then just hand on the shoulder and just confidently walk you across. Yeah. Even if you want to just close your eyes, <clears throat> they can guide you. Um, or a buff over your eyes like Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I brought it on there, Thomas. I thought that's a really good example because yeah. um, 
you know it, it, it's quite common isn't it you know yeah. a lot because they are high bridges can't get around it it's um it's it's an additional challenge mm -hmm. to get in there if if you know like we were max our good friend uh, max about what was it just over four years ago yeah and he was um he was not liking those bridges no but he got across them even though he was shaking yeah you know with the guides there and and, and he did it and he felt you could see it made him feel quite good yeah afterwards knowing that he'd, he'd done that yeah no and it, it, it you know and i think if you look at him the way he was at the beginning which was horrendously terrified and then by the end almost relaxed completely relaxed with yeah them. i know it's completely different it is it? tricky yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's crazy, it is yeah. tricky and even on kilimanjaro there's yeah. a few exposed sections you've got the um barranco wall yeah that if you're afraid of heights i can foresee being a little bit of an um a fear that you might have yeah but again that's what the guides are there for you know that's yeah. why one of the reasons why our trips are all guided is because we want you to extract the maximum amount of experience from the adventure whilst also having that safety net of yeah. someone who's been there done that highly experienced and qualified watching you looking at you making sure that you're not gonna you know do anything strange so at the bottom of whatever fear you have you should always have the fact that it is safe you are being looked after and you've got to trust in the guide and i think that's the only advice that i can give from our side of things yeah with regards to getting over that fear but certainly there's a lot of stuff you can do isn't there hypnotherapy i heard is yeah good. there's i mean there's 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 a you know thousand and one different ways i mean geez you, you put into google on the internet there's always someone that says they can solve this and do this i mean there's there's so many things that you know that um that are out there that, that can that can assist you um you know some of them you know don't don't try all of them <laughs> but there's certainly a lot of, of good ones out there i uh, um, I, I cured almost a little fear of heights yeah not massively afraid how of heights. Did... I, I have zero fear of heights at the minute. So how did um? But um, you know, how did that work? It was exposure to it repeatedly in an environment where I was okay. too embarrassed to admit nice. that I was afraid. So I worked on the railway, and they had these big gantries that go over the railway. Yeah. That um, they they wobble in the wind, and you have to climb up a ladder. They're really nice. exposed. And the first time I ever went up one, I remember on a shift I was climbing up it, and I was terrified, like I was having like yeah. almost an anxiety attack. And then when I got to the top, I was practically shaking. But I was, I don't know, I was too, like, embarrassed to say that so I could, you know, because you're working with a bunch of lads. And then... Yeah, but it's, it's hard, though, isn't it? Because you've got those social norms and you're yeah. kind of trying to break out of that and say, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually bricking it right now. But two of the things I did, one <laughs> yeah. of them was I was looking at what my colleagues were doing mm. and I took comfort in the fact that they felt completely relaxed. And the other thing that I did was over time, I had to go up and down these every night for months yeah. and weeks and years. And it just went away. Nice. So maybe there's a so level, yeah, maybe, maybe I think maybe a climbing center or something might help you, you know, by, by getting over it. Yeah. It's, um, I'm just reading through this as well. Anthony Christian. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Nice to see you back. Although you weren't first this week. <laughs> um, I really struggle and stressing over flights. Um, essentially. So I'm just, so I'm just reading your message. Uh, leaves on the 13th. Happy we're getting there early and just exploring Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, flights is, is certainly one, isn't it? I mean, um, I know a lot of people who don't like flying. I mean, they, they do travel a lot, but because they're like, well, I, I kind of have to fly and I'll, I'll struggle through it. My, my stepmom Amanda's, um, um, one like that. And, uh, we, we just literally, um, encouraged her to go over to the States next year, which is, is awesome for my dad's 60th. And, um, you know, for her to go on like a 10 hour flight is unthinkable, but she's doing it because of, of what, you know, she's going to be able to do and, and experience and create some memories, um, which is amazing. And I think, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? When you've got those, mm. 
those fears and, and, and they can hold you back from so much but you know it's only human um you know to get those things um but i suppose the other side of fear is is something we, we can all aim for um you know because we all have those thoughts and those doubts but the other side of fear is enjoyment and success and 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 all that stuff that comes with it just got to almost get to that tipping point and push yourself and and, and you're through it um and sometimes yeah, just, that takes longer than others yeah i'm thinking about the exposure side of things maybe i can get a like air crash investigation <laughs> or something to, uh, like, to watch that maybe there might be i mean if you've got an evertrek buff why don't you just wear that <laughs> you yeah. don't know you're on the plane oh, i love ever watched the 18 uh, ba baracas they got him on a plane sometimes you see i i, I got no problem with flying it doesn't bother yeah, me yeah. at all except for the fact that i find it crushingly boring yeah so i just sleep <laughs> you do sleep a lot on planes that that is uh it's best way true. it's like time travel yeah but um but yeah awesome uh i was having a quick look so i know it, on the well i'm just going one. through some of the comments we've got tony davis as well um my friend was white as a sheet the morning off the branco war couldn't eat couldn't speak turned out other than the summit to be his favorite day absolutely loved it yeah and tony like great and not so great to hear because yeah it must have been challenging to, to have that and i can see branca wall's a bit of a beast yeah but actually agreed it's one of our most favorite parts on the lamosha route yeah no it's i absolutely i i if if uh if and when i go back to kilimanjaro i'm going to be really looking forward to that particular day yeah um yeah i see mark drummond says vaccinations for me yeah yeah no i get it like i it was funny like i'm not afraid of needles at all sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i don't like it i don't like vaccinations <laughs> They're not, they're not my, I'd say that they're not on my top five experiences of life. I get, they're almost a necessity, right? <laughs> I, get, I get like real anxiety. When really? It, because yeah. everyone thinks because you, if you've got tattoos, you're afraid, it's different. Really? It's not an injection. I suppose it's, yeah, different levels. I don't like it. That's also, fair. I think I had one and my arm went dead for like a week. Yeah, it was quite a powerful one, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure what it was actually. I can't remember now, but I remember I had a dead arm for like a week. Wow. But yeah, no, unfortunately, again, vaccinations, that's one of them where... In order to get over that fear, I just uh, I Google. Don't look. <laughs> um, well, I just jump on Wikipedia and do a quick search of rabies and things like that. Wow. And, um, okay, so the uh, essentially, if you don't know the vaccination, what happens after? Knowledge dispels fear. You that see, that is true. That's and, true. Uh, when Very I, when true. I learned that is about, a good way. Funny enough, when I learned about rabies, my fear of the jab completely dispelled, <laughs> and, and, I all see... I, and all I was left with was the desire to not have rabies. It's, it's really <laughs> interesting, though, and, and some and some great comments here. Um, I think Andrew, Andrew Scott, how you doing? EBC was the first time I came across sleep apnea, quite frightening. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's definitely situational fear, fear that you're like, oh my God, what's happening to my body right now? Um, and I suppose, again, going back to what Dave said there around knowledge, is that sleep apnea, um, and essentially, you know, sometimes you're asleep and you're like, <gasps> you know, you're like gasp. It, it's quite common at altitude. Um, essentially, your body is, is, is adjusting. Um, try not to get too worried about it unless it's happening like, you know, like a dozen times an evening. Um, then, you know, have a chat with your guide and, yeah. and you know, yeah, um, you know, check, check some of your, your stats and, and see how you're doing. Diamox um, helps with that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Diamox, yeah, right, yeah. Diamox. Diamox is another Diamox. thing that we can all use. Um, I use it on Kilimanjaro. I've had absolutely zero trouble on EBC, yeah. but on Kilimanjaro, um, yeah, decided to uh, join Team Diamox. But you got the summit. Yeah, and I did. And this is this is why I really do believe that looking up, looking up and learning as much as you can about what you're doing yeah. um, really helps. I can't, yeah. I mean, it works for me. Some people might think ignorance is bliss, you know, but for me, 
when I was on Kilimanjaro and I started to feel a bit rough and I recognized the symptoms above and beyond what I was used to. And I was like, oh, okay, so I, I'm, in my mind, it was like a spectrum. And it's like, okay, the needles move just slightly north of where I'm comfortable with. I'm going to take Diamox now just to bring things back into comfortability. And, you know, the most important thing is I get to the summer with my friends and I did. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, mate, one experience. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I think it was, uh, Sophie, I think you're asking about uh, is this to do with the... Oh, no, actually, it was Jerome. Sorry, Jerome. Um, hi, Sophie. Out of 10. All to myself on Killy. Well worth the small expense. Yeah, definitely. You can do... Um, yeah, Sophie, drop us a message if you want a single supplement tent. Um, yeah, we can we can add that on. Uh, it, yeah, <laughs> Certainly, if it's... Um, saying that, if, I, I was going to say, if you want to avoid any snorers, I think because obviously it's only canvas, um, mm. you can still hear people next door to you. But yeah, I know you mean it's nice to have your own space. But um, also as well, I mean... You know, we're talking about maybe fears and things like that. Actually, I think just from my own personal experience about sharing with other trekkers, it is because the tents, you know, they're, 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 there's more enough room to have um, uh, basically like two um, uh, two sleeping bags, you know, two mats, and then all the bags down the middle. Mm. So you've got kind of your own little divvied up space. Yeah, um, it works. It definitely, definitely works. But it's nice as well to have someone there to chat to especially if there's things on your mind. Obviously, you can do that anyway outside of it. But sometimes, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're not feeling well, someone there to, to kind of to be there for you as well. Um, just something to think about. Obviously, we can we can, we can get the, the tent yeah. sorted. Um, hey, Joel, how you doing? Nice to join on the, on the live. Yeah, and it's certainly, um, yeah, something we can we can do as well. And, um, yeah, I've, like for me, me, me and Dave shared on Killy. And um, luckily, I had really, really heavy-duty earplugs. Mm. Um, but you were kind enough to borrow me your sleeping mat. Yeah. The comfortable one. Swings the teeth. And Swings around if, if we weren't sharing, you know, those, exactly. those things might not have happened. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't mind sharing with someone. I think yeah. it, I think it's always um, all right. I think you're kind of lucky sometimes, I think, because we, we've yeah. shared so many rooms together. Like, it's got to be in the hundreds now. That we're kind of used to each other now. So, like... Yeah, I suppose we are, aren't we? Like, yeah, yeah. like whatever happens... It's just like, yeah, well, I, 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 no surprises sharing a room with Andy. The only, like... Is this I, the hidden secrets now, is it, around yeah, sharing? Yeah, actually, <laughs> what, what happens in the tent stays in the tent, right? But um, but no, it is it is good. And yeah. I think, um, yeah, there is there is certainly, like, plus points to yeah. sharing and things like that. Because, like, what big one you said is it does give you that kind of little bit of um, comfort knowing someone's there. And if you have, like, a problem in the night that you can sort of alert them and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I um, I think I'd like to try it on uh, with a solo tent just to see to see what the experience is like being on your own at night. In uh, well, last, Machu Picchu last year, um, you know, I had I had my own tent, and it was yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's nice to have your own space. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it is nice to have your own space, and you have got a bit more room to unpack and stuff. And um, but yeah, there, there are so many benefits to sharing. But you know, we, yeah. that's what we we can accommodate for for both, obviously. Yeah, um, but no, some really. Cool comments. I think someone mentioned as well. So I, I, I want to make sure that we, we cover some of these. Um, who was it? Was it someone mentioned around the cold? If it's you. Uh, Lee Wyatt has said that he spooned a man and he's not ashamed to say it. If it's cold, it's cold. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Were you the big spoon or the little spoon? That's, um... uh, who was it? Oh, Sitar. I think it was Sitar. Was it, I was scared of the cold and the toilet situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, common, common things. Mm. Um, certainly with the cold. You know, because you, know, you want to make sure you're comfortable and we're going to some harsh environments, um, whether that's Kilimanjaro, whether that's Everest Base Camp, you know, even on Machu Picchu. 
um, you know, on, on the Tomakea route, I, I, I woke up six inches of snow <laughs> and, you know, it was cold. Um, uh, and, and you're kind of thinking, well, I mean, I'm on the edge of the Amazon here. Surely it should be mm. quite warm. But this is the mountains, you know, it, it makes its own weather sometimes. Um, so, yeah, but being prepared for the cold, I think, uh, especially if it's on your mind there, you just want to, as long as you make sure you've got the right gear and you're prepared for it and thinking, okay, I'm an accept. Okay, I'm going to feel a little bit cold um, because I'm going to that you know, because I'm Ugh, going to that situation. I love the cold. Um, and, and yeah, and like you said, you, you you can approach it from that way and say, you know what? It's the cold. I love it. I'm going to my hands are cold with gloves on, you know, and approach it that way. The only time I don't like being too cold is if I'm not moving and not doing anything. Yeah. Like waking up and trekking and being on a trekking experience in the cold is like my ideal scenario. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Although agreed yeah. I do remember one particular day in France during an apres session um where i i bought lightweight gloves with me oh yeah i had to borrow your mind yeah and, and i had to borrow andy's gloves because this, like, happens. this it, happens well it was an emergency i could, <laughs> I could, I could hardly hold my pint because my hand was going numb and you know that is life or death and andy was like pretty much andy had, andy had these warm gloves and he was like sorry can you not hold your pint and it was like everyone stop this is an emergency <laughs> and then it was kind of like there you go mate there you go get that down yeah <laughs> well it worked yeah no it's good that was um Still, still one of my favourite uh, memories that was. Going you gotta, you gotta look after people. You gotta look after. Well, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, said, that is an actual emergency. Yeah. Um, Dave, what have we got? Yeah, I, I feel like there's a giveaway coming away. Coming yeah. Away. So, one of the things that we wanted to talk about, yeah. um, and we kind of teased it. Um, I'm just gonna. This isn't a post-it that I'm putting there, and if you see me looking down, it's not because I'm reading. It. <laughs> Uh, we teased it last week, um, but it, we're going to be launching um, a Cliff giveaway. Loads of you yeah. might have seen that we have a really, really cool association with Cliff Bars. Um, we've always used them for years, um, and so we were really pleased to sort of reach out and get the connection with them. Rosie particularly has been a really big driving force behind that. Yeah. Um, and they've sent us some awesome prizes and stuff like that that we're going to launch. So the competition is going to be a real kind of fun caption contest. Yeah. Um, we've got three awesome prizes, um, you know, like lots of, you know, sort of yummy goodies and uh, merch and stuff like that. Um, is that your writing, yummy goodies? That was off the cuff. Don't tell them. Yeah, so we're going to be um, uh, announcing the winner of yeah. the caption contest on next week's TTI yeah. with a gentleman called Craig Ray, not from Cliff. Cliff. Definitely didn't look over there to read his name either. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, so it's going to be going live afterwards yeah. um, on this. And there is something else that I'm supposed to say, but I can't remember. Well, yeah, no, honestly, we're really excited to have Craig on, um, you know, to talk about all things Cliff Bars, um, you know, and yeah, this is going to be a great, I can see you finding out what else to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, um, yeah, Cliff have been a, a really good partner around the track for, for some time now. Um, and, you know, we, we felt it was only right to get them on the, the Tuesday tune in. Um, and Craig has, has, has obviously given us his time um and some freebies as well so yeah. as dave said that you know next week we can do that i think it's posting after the live it'll be in the high altitude ever trackers group because this is just purely on facebook um is that what they said that's what's fine now <laughs> I, so, I I remember, I remember, is, it, is it just on facebook or just on instagram it's just on facebook Zach pointed at me and made me commit that to memory and it's evaporated immediately <laughs> but you know what just on facebook you know that was his fear and uh he's he's had to learn to get over that <laughs> brilliant but yeah no i'm really, really kind of, i'm really kind of excited about that because cliff are awesome um i use them a lot because their bars actually come with pieces of cliff inside them wow. so when you eat you are actually you are part of the mountain 
That's interesting. I never yeah, they never that. told me that. Nor did I. No. You sure that's not like nuts? No, no, that's, that's okay. fact. That is, yeah. Right. Uh, we'll they, to, they've got we'll they've got this. vast farms where they grow <laughs> cliffs. Um, and, and Brian makes a good point there. Caption time. I can see me going to Facebook jail again. Yeah, I mean, be careful with those captions. Um, Dave Remington, I'm not mentioning your name. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely with a cap. Uh, cap we, all, we like a good caption contest, don't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, have fun with that. That'll be on the group um, just after we've finished on the live. So good luck. And um, like I said, Lee Craig will be with us next week. Lee Wyatt has asked what a caption contest is, but I don't know with him. Is he winding me up or does he genuinely not know? <laughs> He knows. Do you reckon? Yeah. I'm not 100% convinced. You Lee, know if you with don't, him. ask Dave Rimington. He knows, or Bry, they know exactly what kind of constitutes a good level of caption. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Bry or Dave and, and some of the other Yetis who, who have been part of this over the years um, can share. Um, but no, it is, uh, be careful. Though. Don't go to Facebook jail. That's, that's not good. We, we want you to keep you on here um, instead of going elsewhere. Right. We've got, what have we got? About 20 odd minutes. So, mm -hmm. Couple of things around. I mean, I, I know, drag you away from the fun stuff, but I just want to, uh, you know, obviously finish off stuff around the fears and and some of the things potentially stopping you from from going on adventures. Um, we've talked about maybe some health stuff as well, mm -hmm. which I think is important to cover because yeah, no, I think a lot of people are worried about health, and I'm not talking about just the altitude now, but maybe about because you've got some condition that you then don't want to go to or an injury. Um, which is is a hundred percent like right because you gotta look after your body um and health is is everything um and you know it, it's good to get that checked out mm. and but also as well on the flip side of it you know we've had a lot of people with injuries and health conditions who've, who've done yeah. these challenges I don't, um, I don't think i've done a trip where i haven't been nursing an issue <laughs> first time i went uh, to ebc only time only time yeah yeah it's yeah because what was it the third Fourth time we went to Everest Base Camp together, you had um, shingles, didn't you? Oh, that was a bowel of laughs. That was that's my one <laughs> advice I think I would give to anyone that if you do have shingles and you have a yeah. trip, just contact us and we'll reschedule you. <laughs> it's, yeah, don't, don't go with shingles. It's, it's an uh, absolute nightmarishly bad condition. Well, because I didn't know anything about it, I was like, it's just a painful rash, and I'll deal with that. But it's so much more. It nukes your body, man. It's so hard. But I did it, and I reached DBC. Exactly. It's all good. And then but chop, yeah, chop a club on the way back. Chop a club. Well, well, only on the Actually, last no, day. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But like um. It wasn't exactly the flight of the Valkyries, was it? No, no, no. And and the thing is, I met I met a news at Namshi, and I'm like, I know he ain't walking. <laughs> That's true. Well, <laughs> the news actually here this week, isn't he? He's um, yeah, he's flown over from Nepal. Um, got a good catch up. Um, obviously because it's um, uh, it's mid season for us now. It's monsoon over in Nepal. Um, in sort of June, July, and August. So, um, yeah, news who, who looks after operations over in Nepal. Um, he's having some downtime. So yeah, he's heading over. Um, he's oh, he's been around Europe and he's he's coming to coming to Wales. Um, be great to see him. Yeah, it's been no, we look forward to him. But yeah, going back onto the health stuff and yes, things like yeah. that. Yeah, it is a little bit um, yeah. annoying because a lot of us have picked up stuff, you know, that that can potentially hamper a trip, whether it be a sort of an injury or an illness or a chronic condition. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is that I'm continually impressed by people um, who are able to kind of overcome those things yeah. and really. When you see some of the things that people do, you know, summit in Everest with like, you know, double amputees and stuff like that. Yeah, it's massively. Um, you'd be amazed what you can achieve, even if you do have to manage an issue. And we're always happy to lend a hand as well. Yeah. Like we've had some people that perhaps have let us know about an issue and we thought, well, do you know what? That would be really handy to have some extra porter support on there yeah. to help, to, you know, because we 
there is things we can do to manage the load and the itinerary yeah you know so if you are um if you're able to do it but you you know you can't carry a heavy backpack and or yeah. you know we can deal with that if you need an extra day here or there i'm certain we can work it out yeah um most important thing is for us that if you do have an issue is all you got to do is get the doctor to say yes and get your insurance company to say yes and if those two things happen then there's no reason why we would say no we'd be more than happy to get you out there and get you achieving something awesome well that's it isn't it we we, we hate to say no um or ever track we're, we're always like okay well how can we make this happen you know and there's there's always a way there's always a way we can do it obviously you don't want um you know, the detriment to your health but we can we can definitely um sort something out um you know with like dave like dave said there we've had a lot of people some people with severe disabilities and, and they've, they've, they've brought like a team of carers with them um you know got to every space camp which was like massively inspiring which was actually quite emotional wasn't it mm -hmm. when we um we met a gent um uh, martin at uh, the hotel and it was just yeah very powerful who was his um yeah, was his no. stepdad and yeah absolutely amazing um and you know just just wonderful just really wonderful wonderful stories yeah jerome is worrying about his arthritic hip jerome that's, reinforce it with some stone jerome. that's that's been arthritic <laughs> since ebc and killy so i wouldn't worry about it mate you know just uh just ignore it but yeah jana said um sciatic flare-ups and things like yeah. that honestly happen, it's, yeah. it's these things can happen yeah i think it's it is actually quite remarkable sometimes how you can have these kind of issues and when you go on the trek itself they yeah. actually feel the best they've ever been because you're forced <laughs> it's interesting to, isn't it uh, yeah. honest to god like yeah. i had remember how bad my back used to be a while back yeah, when, yeah, yeah. like one time he had to pull me out of a plane seat that's right it just yeah, and, you would, yeah, just collapsed there yeah, yeah and when we went to killy yeah. um when i did kilimanjaro and i got off the plane and it was so stiff and all of a sudden it just kind of went and the customs guy was like calling me over and i was like no no i can't and he's like come over i was like i can't i know and he's thinking, really is this a concern <laughs> but actually by the time i yeah. finished the trek it was great yeah and it's because you're kind of in an environment where you're going to be eating well resting well you're going to be exercising yeah. every day which is the key for me and i think keeping the body moving and exercising every day yeah but in a very managed and controlled state it, it makes me feel Ten times, but I never feel as healthy as I do when I come back off the track. Isn't it interesting? But I, I feel a lot of that as well is to do with the physicality of it, and um, and actually, you know, if you've got like like, although we run um, a trekking company, a lot of our uh, job is is, is office based. Um, you know, we're sat at a desk, and and sometimes you know, just getting away from that and you know the day to day, and walking all day for like so eleven, twelve days, eating really good food, really healthy food being in a really awesome place good for the soul mm -hmm. and it's good for your body <laughs> um you know and sometimes uh you know especially the the first time i went to base camp and and at the time this is a long time ago i was, I was carrying a little bit of uh, extra timber um and i lost uh, just over a stone going mm -hmm. over his base camp and because you're drinking sort of four four liters a day of water your skin feels gray you know because this is something you should be doing on a daily basis but four liters is a lot of water to drink when you're you sat in an office as an example, um, you know, or you're at home and, and and sometimes being on these trips, it's actually good for you um, in terms of your body. And it may not feel like it when you're suffering with the altitude or you're, you're tired and things like yeah. that. But, you know, I, I think these kind of opportunities to put yourself out there and, um, you know, and, and, and challenge yourself. And I think Adam mentioned there worried about his diabetes on the ebc trek and it was actually the best it's ever been no issues probably See, and that's that's no surprise probably it's a really that. good diet exactly you know because yeah. you do eat, you do eat a little bit better and you have less mm. of the there's pretty much no junk food there 
Uh, but actually, talking about um, losing weight on trips, John, our friend, the great bald yeti, <laughs> was the opposite. He gained weight on Kilimanjaro. <laughs> That's mad. Well, the food's so good. They do feed you so well. well on Kili, it is. You know, and you need it. You need the fuel. Um, that's the there. one thing I'm so thankful of is that I never lose my appetite and altitude. Yeah. No matter how I feel, even on the day when I felt a bit rough when we got to Lava Tower, yeah. I was in there, I was like, oh, I don't feel very well. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> you know, so, so um, and I, that's why I always make sure I sit next to you. Yeah, that's it. And and, and one of the things um, around altitude that I've just accepted over the years, uh, because I've luckily never had any bad altitude issues, um, you know, being at, going to Everest, which I've, I've been to Everest five times. Um, but one thing that always happens is I do lose my appetite. Um, not massively, you know, you're talking one meal a day. I'm just like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm okay. But again, it's something that I, I know my body uh, that, that happens each time I, mm -hmm. I accept it to force some down because mm. I know I've got to eat the fuel because tomorrow I'm going to be just lethargic. Um, but Dave always sits next to me and mm. is literally just looking like this. Yeah, like that. If I, see any, if I see any chips. The good Waiting. Thing, yeah, as soon as he goes... I'm like, well, there you go. Thank you very much. Like, so I'll, uh... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, nothing goes to waste, right? It's, it's, it's all good. No, food is fuel. But um, again, and that that just comes from a, a bit of knowledge around because I've I've been at altitude, you know, for quite a long time in my life. Um, you know, you, you just know how to manage your, oh, your body. Yes, he is on here. Yes, he. Yes, he. How are you doing? One of um, Jumbo. one of the very best guides on Kilimanjaro. If you um, yeah. head out there and you're lucky enough to have Yesi. What an amazing guy. Love that guy. Strong heart, strong mind. I'm, I'm trying to remember the rest now. Yes, he's going to be telling us off. <laughs> uh, don't no. think it, just dream it. Power, Power to, to the, the people. people. Yeah, nice. nice. What well, a remember, man. Dave. Ah, never forget. <laughs> Always great to have one of our Evertrek guides on the, on the live. Um, yeah, and I think also as well, a big part of it, and something we haven't covered actually, which I've got written down here because we've covered lots of it, is the the bit about you. The, some people think they can't do it. Mm. You know, they think it's it's too much in terms of yeah. for them, you know, based on like they might be, maybe they've done a three peaks challenge in, in the UK or they're out and about in the mountains. What would you say to, to kind of though that kind of bracket of people? I can't do it. It's, it's not enough for me. Yeah, I would say, honestly, that self-limiting belief is something that I think yeah. a lot, a lot of people have. Yeah. And I can promise you it's largely circumstantial. I had it myself. Okay. I, I genuinely had this belief that I would never, ever be able to do go trekking in the Himalaya. That's something yeah. that other people did. It's not something that people like me, my background and my health and my status did. Yeah. How would I get the time off work? Yeah, I'm not That's fit good, enough. Yeah, when yeah. have I got time to train? Mm. You know, oh, yeah, but they're probably all, they're probably yeah. all mega yeah. rich millionaires. I'm not that guy. Yeah. You know, like oh, a lot of these things. And, you know, I, there's no way I'm fit enough. Yeah. You know, and then honestly, one thing that really helped me was you just got to put like, I don't know why. It's almost like I'm pig headed in this respect. I'll just carry on regardless. <laughs> right. And I honestly think that good way. when you break it down, you think, well, let's actually, why do I think that way? Yeah. Why do I think that I can't do these things? For me, there was a lightning rod moment where like my idea just hit the ground and became real was when I saw that you went. Yeah. And me and you sort of worked together and we were friends in the past yeah, and yeah. then we got separate jobs and went separate ways yeah life happened and, yeah. but on facebook i saw that you had posted a picture and you were posting your blog that you were writing yeah and i was like what's he doing what's he up to <laughs> and so i looked at his blog and i was like my god <laughs> i was like i was like he's doing he's he's going to the himalaya and immediately then i was kind of like well 
we got very similar background. We had the mm. same job. We lived in the same sort of place. We had the same sort of lifestyle. I was like, well, why can't I do it then? Yeah. And then I don't know why, but it just dawned on me that anyone can do it. Anyone. Yeah, they can. And one of the things that really helped me as well um, was a book recommendation from your wife, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Called Atomic Habits. Good um, book, and it book. was really good. And it, it, I think that's a remarkable book. Um, again, they'll never send me a free copy or anything. They yeah. know whatever does. But basically, it's about changing your perception of yourself and what you can achieve by doing tiny little changes. Nothing really significant at any one time, but all those yeah. tiny changes add up to something big. So if you want to be an adventurer and you want to go hiking in the Himalaya, but you think that's not me, well, the first thing to correct is that decision in your brain that that's not like you no no if you identify as someone that wants to go trekking in the himalaya then you are that person yeah and then you think well how do i make it happen well i'm not quite fit enough well i'm gonna walk for half an hour a day that's easy yeah. all i gotta do is leave my door walk for 15 minutes in one direction turn around and walk back nice easy and if you do that for a few weeks i guarantee you before long you'll be doing an hour half an hour that way half an hour back yeah. and then you'll think to yourself i wonder if i can beat my time so you might jog a little bit one way and jog a little bit back. This is exactly how I got fit and lost all my weight was that exact way of doing things. Nice. And within a year, I had completely transformed into someone I don't even recognize now. I need to get back to those little habits. Yeah, who is but, that but where I could, uh, yeah, <laughs> But where I could cycle 100 miles, I could run 13 or 15, yeah. and I went to Everest Base Camp, and all of a sudden I believed I was. And all I did, first of all, was change two things. I decided that I wanted to do it, and I walked for half an hour a day. Love it, Dave. Remarkable. And it's interesting, you know, and, and, and that's a good point. And just when you started there around, you know, okay, you decided that you wanted to do it, which is, is yeah. a big thing, you know, deciding, making decisions in, in life can be quite hard. And especially when there's many things to think about. You've got a family, you've got responsibilities, job, money, you know, we've got all this stuff that's part of um, part of life, right? Um, and sometimes you've got to, you know, you've got to definitely um try and make some sacrifices to make these dreams happen yeah um but they are reachable they are achievable and um yeah it's great i mean you know with regards to um uh, to dave seeing seeing my post and you know i'm i love that and it sparked a lot of conversations that eventually took us on a very very long journey to where we are today yeah that's it many many <laughs> moons is, ago but... yeah which is amazing really and, and and i think i also think as well imagine what you can do uh, imagine the family members imagine the the people who know you and what you can do to inspire others as well. Like, you know, what, you know, just by putting it on social media and, 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 and talking about it and saying, and, you know, maybe what challenging it is that might inspire somebody else to want to go. And it do really it as well. does. That's my you one I mean? thing that I hope people take from these like um, videos and podcasts and things yeah. like that. If they just see one thing and, or hear one thing that makes them like, you know me reading your blog if they if yeah. that has the same reaction that's brilliant and you will inspire people i promise you yeah. andy went so i went so my dad went so my friend john he's done base camp twice and kilimanjaro <laughs> yes yeah, he's, he's got he's you got know? he's got the, uh, the and then and then <laughs> uh, and then there's like a wide circle of friends now that have all done these amazing things just because they saw me do it and i did it because i saw you do it mm. and maybe you'll do it because we talked about it and you saw us do it and <laughs> then yeah crazy, that'd be amazing it, it is it is fantastic and uh you know um obviously we, we're, we're talking about many different things here and um you know it's great talking about these stories as well and 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 you know knowing a lot of you on the on the call um today um you know it's great to see your journeys as well and you know you start your journey maybe kind of three four five years ago now some of you have been with us since the beginning um you know and we set the company up back in um you know 2016 which 
it's crazy now it seems like a, a kind of different life but um you know it's, it's wonderful then to see where you are now and the things you're doing and honestly we're, we're all very very proud of, of our other trackers yeah. um and yeah sorry we're, we're i think tom is i think thomas trying to book in yeah thomas definitely drop us an email we'll, we'll make sure that you're you're sorted we've um i said to all the sorry segue in into into tech um yeah we've recently kind of moved over to in the last couple of months to a new booking system still some um gremlins we're having in there unfortunately um over the last kind of a uh, couple of weeks um and huge apologies if if that's been you trying to log into your members area or trying to book a trip or trying to do something um i'll say that the dev team are working really hard they're coming down to our offices next week as well so we can we can get some some of the, the fun stuff um kind of developed in in what we call phase two um you know and it's um it, we're really excited we got some really cool stuff we want to move forward with um but yeah apologies if you're having any issues like I said, if you could drop us an email, one of us can do it. We'll do it the old school way. Let's get on the phone and just get you booked in. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, the, the, the tech side doesn't doesn't work so well. Obviously, we're, we're developing that and making sure that uh, that gets better. Yeah. Um, so thanks, uh, Thomas, for, for bearing with us. Let's get that adventure in the diary, mate. Awesome. Um, and thanks, Jerome, as well. And that is what separates. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave that there. Family, exactly. It's, um, you know, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Um, uh, running a a wonderful company but it's all about our ever trackers all about our customers um that's the way it should be um right not to get too mushy before we leave <laughs> uh, no no i'm good i, I worry about drum because that drum because you, you don't know how easy it is <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I, i'm easily triggered by um certain things but it's, it's all good it's all good stuff a breeze Breeze. That's the most beautiful breeze I've ever had. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset, Not... oceans, mountains, beaches. It's, I, I don't know. I, uh, Good, I got a nice manicured green. That's true, actually. I do like, I do like, um, I am a golfist, as Dave calls me. Golfist, uh, yeah. Really <laughs> golf bats. Uh, what's that say? Once an ever tracker, always an ever tracker. Hey, definitely, Lee. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but right, just to kind of bring everything together then. So just to kind of swing back to what we talked about the um the the, the beginning of the call which was around uh, you call? know fears I, I say call <laughs> i don't know why i'm used to that live <laughs> i've said call twice oh, yeah. let's swing back just to kind of round it up i mean dave how would you kind of summarize it when it comes to fears then i mean i think we, oh, we've talked a lot a lot of big stuff i think it's completely and totally natural yeah. and normal and to have fears about going and doing anything that you don't normally do in your everyday life yeah you know that could be anything particularly if it involves traveling to a far-flung part of the world to do something you've yeah. never done before um so yeah i think one is don't beat yourself up about if you have any objections or fears or concerns about doing <clears> stuff <throat> but equally don't treat them like blockages treat them like challenges yep. understand that every challenge can be broken down into manageable chunks and that uh, you do have a massive support network around you of friends, family, and Evertrek, and Evertrek's family and friends and all of our knowledge. Yeah. So if you decide you want to do something, you've got an incredible engine behind you pushing you forward. And I honestly think there's nothing that can't be done. And I do love that amazing attitude. Um, you know, at the risk of plugging a competitor, I do like it when Nims way back in the day said he was going to do all 14 peaks in under seven months. And I remember thinking, not possible can't be done well that's when he changed the name of his project exactly it's a project and, and then he possible. went and, and then he went and did it and now there's someone else trying to beat it and yeah, then and then yeah. and other people are doing other things um it's the roger bannister effect isn't it you know when when he did the four minute mile 
Oh right, and yeah. he achieved I, it. I forgot. What was Sorry, it? mate. I know yeah, it's a long yeah, time ago. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, and then what was it? Within the next six months, like several other people did it. Yeah. But he was the first, and he, because he showed that it can be done, other people followed him. It's amazing. I'm telling you, if someone's going to do a sub two hour marathon, right? And yeah, then yeah. I guarantee you, it's going to be smashed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know. So, Agreed. and although they are grand and huge examples, they do apply to us as individuals. Yeah. You know. So if there is something that you want to do. I guarantee you it's possible. It's just a question of how and when, yeah. and we can make it happen. Fantastic. Well, look, um, really, really great live today. Um, I really enjoyed that. I thought there's um, some lovely comments. Great to see um, some familiar faces and new faces. Um, you know, I hope you all enjoyed it as well. Um, I say to talk about these kind of things. I know we, we, we've gone deep today in a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, lot of different parts around fears. And Dave, yeah, you finished it really well. I think I'm going to get Moshi now. Mushy, mushy. That's all right. That's why right. I stole Jerome's. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Brilliant. Well, like I said, we'll be back next week with uh, Craig from Cliff. Yep. Um, I had to read my notes again there. Uh, yeah, can't wait to, to have him involved. As, as you mentioned as well, don't forget to, after this has finished, go over to the group, get involved with the captions contest. Um, I know Zach and Rosie will be um, oh, sorry, posting that over in the group. Yeah. Um, always, you know, nice bit of fun um also some freebies as well so make sure you get yourself funniest caption wins most offensive wins uh i don't know usually I think it's I, funniest wins is it funniest i don't think it's most offensive sometimes it's the same <laughs> that's a valid point that's a valid point <laughs> no brilliant i hope it's been useful today and yep. we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week thank you very much guys take care Adios. Bye. Bye.